single fire and prepare to march into the fantastical world of Keyforge, discussing lore, rules, strategies, decks, organized play, and of course, the Nordic Keyforce League. Grab your mighty javelin and take a sip of Narp's brew and step over the pile of skulls as we escape into the fray. This is the Nordic Keyforce Podcast. What up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what up, Linus? That was fantastic. Oh, I tried to do my best Brobnar impression. Oh, wow. I need, to, I need to sip a little bit of water now. Bart Narps Brew. I think you really gave that intro justice. Oh, thank you, man. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, listeners. I hope you have uh, had a good week, uh, been enjoying Keyforge, as we have been doing, right, guys? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I want to obviously welcome our hosts, me, Mr. K-Pop. Hey, I'm here. What about you, Hydra? Yeah, I'm here. I'm good. How are you? And obviously, Captain, what about you? Hey, yep. Fantastic. Thank you, Linus. So today we have obviously something really interesting that we would like to talk about. But before that, um, yeah, well, I could mention a little bit. The topic is about cards that are underrated cards that we think that community simply underrates and doesn't you know see it as as a popular pick so it's going to be an interesting topic to discuss today i hope you will have a good time while listening to us um but before that we want to talk about our week how has our week been what about you uh, hydra and captain so um this week uh... This last weekend, I played in the Swindles Reversal Cup, uh, and that was or Reversal Tournament, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I did quite well. I went three-one, and I just had a really good time playing my awful triple binet rupture deck, or rather, forcing my opponent to play my triple binet rupture deck. So, yeah, <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I was playing in the same tournament, actually, as well. Uh, managed to find some time on Sunday evening to play in the, the Swindle Reversal and had so much fun. I haven't played as much Reversal, but I enjoy it every time I do. Um, and I also went three for one. Um, I think there were five of us that were three for one. You, myself, Zaramis, um, we all went three for one. Zaramis won officially on tiebreaks, and I came in second. I think you were fourth. Yeah, fourth or fifth, I don't remember. As well, but Whoa. everyone was on three for one, so it was so close. And I was—I feel like I was this close from beating Zaramis in, in our game, um, but I made a huge misplay playing Total Recall on uh, creatures that I just played out. Um, <laughs> oh. Misplay and a half, yeah. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, congrats uh, to Zaramis, our host also winning that reversal i haven't had the chance to play reversal that much actually i mean do you, do you think you've got many decks to choose from to i, I have uh, sold all my it. reversal decks <laughs> <laughs> as a bulk or something i think i need to start to hunt for one at least you know have the one golden reversal deck yeah i mean they said they would have a i think they said in an interview sometime that yeah there could be a voltor that's reversal then it never happened but could happen one day the then... dream is alive right yeah and i mean oh. it, it was nice also 
to see the Swedish community do really well in that event. Like we had us three podcast hosts, uh, f- me, uh, uh, Jason, and Simon f- f- getting a good record, and also also John the King did did well as well. So so yeah, that was really fun to see to see the Nordic community uh, represented. Yeah. It seems like it's some sort of a thing in in Sweden the reversal because I haven't heard I haven't heard you know other people talking about reversal that much so I, I because I I am you know in several channels in Discord and uh, the <laughs> the channel that they discuss about reversal mostly is in Nordic Kiefersvik channel. It's because I try to always say it's good and no one agrees with me, but I can never <laughs> let the subject go. <laughs> You've got Hydro in behind everyone's ears just going, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wakes up in a nightmare. <laughs> um, how about you, Linus? How was your how was your co game this week? Did you No, we didn't have actually we had the buy buy round. So we we are going to have our last round uh, this week. So we'll see. We have a really good chance to win our group. Hopefully we'll do that. We'll do that. So so we'll see. We'll see. We need to win one game. That that's enough for us to win our group. So hopefully we'll manage to grab one win at least. Then it's obviously going to be interesting to see how the playoffs uh, will will go then. But that's in the future. For me, otherwise this week has been. Uh, Mm, rather silent. I've, I have had an. Ex- I have had not had time enough to actually play that much keyforge. Um, been actually busy during my summer vacation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, summer vacation. I will be able to play games, but not. I haven't had. So, so I'm. I'm just. Uh, yeah. You have a really long summer vacation, right? You're teaching. Yes, I have. I'm a teacher, so I have a quite long vacation but having two kids makes it mm. like a work so that's that's just the reality check um, i've realized i'm happy that i i am able to you know do podcast and do be participating in couple of leagues but yeah it's been silent it's good i've been enjoying summer uh, not in a keyforge way so that's what it is all is good but hey I think mm. we can just move on straight away to our main uh, segment, main topic. Yes. Would you agree? Let's do it. So today, um, yeah, today we're going to talk about cards that we hosts think is underrated by community uh, overall that aren't being hyped or, you know, people are talking about them and trying to buy them secondhand and you know, yes, I got this card in this deck. It's amazing. Um, you know, those cards that doesn't give that wipe generally. So we're going to discuss such gar- cards. And uh, we we have picked three cards. And uh, we'll go one by one through and uh, discuss why we think they're underrated. And why do we think that they actually are good. And, and then we'll see where the discussion will uh, move us. So I think... Uh, is there i will i will just simply start okay uh and my first card that i would like to discuss is forum of giants forum of giants uh, it's a location card artifact 
At the start of your turn, the player who controls the most powerful creature gains one amber, and it has a one amber pip on it. I love this card. Um, I really like this card. It just creates it, it creates hilarious situations. Not only hilarious, I, I think it's really good also in right, correct deck. So the obvious, this card uh, needs or, or is a bit dependent on big creatures that you have. Um, that's kind of maybe the downside, and maybe that's also one of the reasons it's not that popular, because in a rare card. However, when you see it in a card that has a really nice synergy, it's a pain. Oh man, I've, I've lost... Uh, my French friend Petit Bot, he has a, a, a deck that has this card, and it synergizes really perfectly, and it's super annoying to play against. Um, you know, and the, one of the reasons is why it's it's the wording here at the start of your turn that is so important. So because it's at the start of your turn that creates, you know, compared to all those cards that have at the end of your turn, that that's a huge difference because you avoid a lot of stuff like grafts or too much to protect or so on. So I think that's a really good card. What about you? What 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 is your point opinion about this card? So so one thing about at the start of your turn, one thing that makes it a bit bad, it's it gives your opponent the chance to remove your big creatures and play something. So that balances it out a bit. But what's really good about at the start of your turn is it's because it's before you forge, right? So you can yes, end your yeah. turn on five yeah. amber. Uh, exactly. And on the crucible it won't even say check, I think. And then oops, surprise, I won because you forgot about this card that I have. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. I've I've won and lost uh, quite a few games on very similar effects. Um, uh, was it Novu Novu Archaeologist? Is is that the one? Um, uh, Logos creature that does a similar thing where if you if you can discard. Oh uh, no! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the not Novu no... Dynamo. Yeah. Yes, one. that Novu Dynamo. Um, I've I've won a game uh, on on that before and didn't even realize it because it was quite <laughs> it was at the start of my Keyforge journey and I was like oh yeah I did win that's that's <laughs> that's amazing um, but any anything that happens before the Forge Key step is really interesting because it brings a whole new element to the game I'm completely with you on that agreed agreed uh, then lastly it's it's an artifact. So it usually stays quite long on the board, mm. um, and you don't need to do anything. It, it's it's there. It's a constant effect, and that's something that I I really like. So if you have a deck with a lot of big creatures, it's a card that's very hard for your opponent to remove, and that basically mm. gives you an amber every turn. So that's you can easily gain what four or five amber if you if you get it early. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I I think it's underrated. It's it's good. It's good. I love the art also. And the theme is cool. Forum of Giants. Perfect stuff. Uh, then, Captain. I found this task really difficult. Um, so difficult that I I had to get um, Mr. K-Pop and Hydro here to help me with f- find a couple of cards here just before we started recording. Because... <laughs> I I don't I, I look at the game, I look at every deck and I'm in the place where I, I have sixty-seven decks now, I open one 
this week because I was a bit bored um, and just fancied, you know, diving into one of the mass mutations that I had. And uh, because I don't have so many, I try and get the most out of the decks that I have. And so every card, you know, a deck is the sum of its cards. And so every deck has its um, has its story. It has what it wants to do. And so I find a good card in one deck is a really bad card in another deck. And so it's all about the cards that it's there with and what it can do and the mechanism it has in the deck. So I found it really difficult to find certain cards. But the one I'm going to start off with is Chimor Eclipse. Um, Chimor Eclipse, for those who don't know, it is a Shadows action card. Um, in Worlds Collide, play, shuffle each flattened creature into its owner's deck. And I think this is a really good card because, one, it's another way, apart from destroy, of getting your opponent's cards off the board. And I'm thinking about the Saurian with maybe with, with, with the destroyed move all Ember on this into the common pool which is a really annoying way of uh, losing Ember from the game. And it also means that if you've got some a couple of play effect creatures in your battle line um, that and you've, you haven't got many cards left, you can bring them back into your deck and you can then play them again. Um, and especially with a... Uh, I've got Star Alliance with a Psyops Cy- Morpheus. So I really got, you know, pulling, pulling my own creatures off there with play effects, I was able to then double up that again um, in those games where Morpheus could stay on the board. And so Chimor Eclipse has been one of those... I don't think it's been seen as a bad card, but I think it's been se- it's, it hasn't really been seen as a, oh, wow, I've got Chimor Eclipse. But I've really felt the value of that card. So an interesting thing about Chimor Eclipse, I think the reason it's a bit underappreciated is in many ways it's a strictly worse loss in the woods, right? Uh, you get to shuffle two cards of your own creatures back and two of your opponents. But with mm. with, with the loss in the woods, you get to choose the creatures while in Chimor Eclipse you don't. Yes. And also Chimor Eclipse doesn't give an amber while, while loss in the wood does. But just because it's worse than a really good card doesn't mm. mean it's a bad card. It can still be a good card. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it just works really well in many Shadows decks with with um, with play like Ronis, for example, in Worlds Collide. Or you yeah. can stack a lot of captured Amber onto a flank creature and then you on your own flank creature yeah. and then you can shuffle it back in and then you can hit them with too much to protect. There's lots of different fun things you can do with it. So, yeah. And there's a lot of cards that allows you to re- rearrange the cards in your opponent's battle line as well. And so if there's a certain card that you want to take off, you can combo that up turn before, um, move it out to the side. And I mean, yeah, I, w- I wasn't... Yeah, I haven't been... I was usually happy if, if there is one Chimera Eclipse in, in a VC deck. That was the way how I thought about it. Mm. But yeah, cool, cool pick, uh, Captain. Um, your turn, Hydra. Okay, so my first pick is uh, not finished with you, 
Uh, it's an, a disc action from first appeared in Age of Ascension and then was reprinted in Worlds Collide. And it gives you an amber when you play it, and it says play, shuffle any number of creatures from your discard pile into your deck. And when this card came in Age of Ascension, people didn't like it because it was seen as a big downgrade from Arise. Arise just puts, you chose a house and you got all the creatures instantly back and could instantly play them. While uh, while uh, Not Finished With You isn't nearly as direct of an effect. Uh, but just again, just because you have a worse effect, a really good effect, doesn't mean it's a bad effect. And I think actually this effect can be very powerful in many ways that are not really appreciated. So another thing in the Age of Ascension, it didn't really have that many super good creatures. So this is a card I think got much better in Worlds Collide, where the where the power of creatures just like there is no house in Kota or 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 AOA like Star Alliance in Worlds Collide, where almost every single creature is just straight quality. Uh, and you have stuff like Edai and uh, Infernus and so on. It's just so many good creatures you want to return. Uh, but the other thing, there are also more subtle ways that I like this card, and that's you can use it to change the house distribution of the cards you have yet to draw in your deck. Uh, so basically, if you have a house that you like to play more often than the other houses, because you have a lot of repeatable effects and good reap effects or good artifacts, and you want to choose that house more often, you can put those creatures back in so you get to play that house more often. Uh, and then there is an even more subtle thing you can do, which is just before the reshuffle, you can put so that you have just mm -hmm. one house in your to draw. And then you draw that those cards and play them, and they are on your board and you reshuffle the deck again, and then you reshuffle the deck without that house. So now you have a two-house deck after the next reshuffle also. So it can yeah. really help you a lot with uh, making your deck more efficient. So yeah, I think it's a really fun card. It's really fun card. I, I really love it. Obviously, it's a sad sad situation when you have it in your opening hand after a Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, this was like one of my key cards to create the synergy and the flow, you know, to the with the deck. But hey, that's part of Keyforge. Super cool points, uh, Hydra. Thank you for your analysis. I think we just move on because I think that mm -hmm. was a really good one. Thanks. My next would be, my next pick would be Optio Gorkus. It's a, uh, it's from let's see, it's from Mass Mutation, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mass Mutation set, uh, a Saurian card, three power, three armor, dinosaur, uh, soldier, a creature, and it says, elusive. Each of Optiogorcus's neighbors gains, destroyed. Move each amber on this creature to a na uh, to a neighboring Optiogorcus. So, I picked this because. Actually, this this card is in the same deck that the, my uh, my French uh, friend has, which has also the form of a giant. Probably that's the reason I have this card is because I you know I've, I've played against him several times against that deck, and this gives you a, a kind of a obviously if you, if you don't have a, a board clear or some sort of a bounce or shuffle or something. This can really uh, kind of stop the tempo of your deck. So he captures your stuff, 
on the neighbors and then you try to kill them and then they go on this guy and this guy is like un- <laughs> unkillable because he has like three armor and elusive so it's re- he's really annoying to deal with if you, if you really don't have those exact cards that you need to have to deal with him um so that's one of the reasons that i like this guy i mean he looks really like a badass super cool uh, <laughs> art um you know have this crazy cool shield uh, and then the explosions going around and it's like nothing happens you know behind me and <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I get this good vibe when i just play it so if i would see this guy in my deck i would be always happy uh, obviously it requires some sort of capture synergy but using saurians have that so i'm not afraid mm-hmm. of and obviously uh ex- exalted so you can exalt kind of freely stuff uh, uh you know, you have a guy who's a uh, neighbor to Gorkus and you could do your thing and then you don't need to be afraid of that that Amber would straight away go to the opponent. Mm. So, in my opinion, this is a, it's, a, it's a really good card. Um, I get kind of a um, a Godzilla in armor vibe from the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of... However, I, I get this feeling that he, he's a dwarf. <laughs> this is a short... <laughs> I don't know. Is the angle of that art? Uh, but I mean, looking... there is this thing about uh, Saurians. Male Saurians are shorter and stuff like that. So it could be a lot yeah, of their soldiers are female, but he is a yeah, male maybe. or something. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, it's he. You don't see him so often because he's an uncommon. But it's he's really rare. hard. He's, actually, he's rare. He's, he's rare, rare, even. Oh, okay. Well, he's rare. Yeah. So that's why you almost never see him. And yeah. before you play against him. It's quite hard to realize just how much he can stop you, how hard he really yes. is to kill. Uh, exactly. Think about uh, having a ward on him also. Yeah, <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's just super mean. <laughs> uh, so, so he can he can be like a miasma bomb. It's it just uh, there's there's been several situations for me when I've been playing against him that he just you know I have a lot of amber and then bloop it's on him like what. <laughs> I, and I can't kill him. Really annoying. But yeah, that's Optogorkus. Uh Captain. Yes. Um, my next card is Francis the Economist. And it's one of those those double cards. Francis the Economist is a shadows creature with three power from uh, Mass Mutation. It's also in Dark Tidings. Um, it's an elf thief with skirmish and a fight ability. Fight each player gains one ember and flavor text. It's a win-win. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I mean, it's quite. I think it's quite obvious why this is one of those cards where it's not always the best to use because obviously each player gains one. You don't really want to be giving your opponent any ember if you don't have to. However, it could be that difference. Uh, There's two situations where I think it can be used to great effect. One is if you, um, if your opponent is on 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 zero or low ember, and you obviously need to get to check, it's it's really good to use that. But in that same situation, if you've got a whole load of steel abilities on the board or in hand, uh, and you're opponent has got zero ember you can use francis to give your opponent one and then steal it straight away 
And so it's those kind of fun effects that you, in those fun situations, that you can really get a lot of value out of Francis the Economist. And I think I chose this car because it was another one of those cars where I, my initial was, seriously, why would I, why would I be giving my opponent Ember? Um, but if you can, if you've got a lot of Ember control, um, then it really isn't an issue. Um, I think also both in Mass Mutations and Dark Tidings, there are some good synergies with him. Like mm. in, you have, for example, uh, uh, in Mass Mutations, you have uh, uh, the Gamgee, where you want your opponent to have more Amber than you. So that can help set that up and then you can steal it back. In Mass Mutation, yes. you have Hugger uh, 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 Mugger, which in some situations is first capture one, then steal one. So it only captures if they have one number and you don't get to steal. But then if you can give them a second number, then you get to steal as well. Uh, or um, However, yeah, well, in that situation, you get also an number at the same time. So difference, mm-hmm. the difference won't increase for the Hugger Mugger. When you attack, both of you get Amber. Yeah, but I mean, it's just to put him up to two Amber so that you can steal then with Hugger Mugger first mm. capture. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Hugger Mugger, yeah, correct, exactly. Hugger Mugger doesn't, yeah. And you've got the other cards like um, Even Ivan and mm. Odd Claude where you need to control how much Ember your opponent has. Yeah, and you can use them, them on... Extra one. You can use them on a shadow's turn if you have uh, if you have those cards that let your house cheat, like uh, like exactly, yeah, yeah. Of course, you need like to... the card, the rose card that makes lets you use all mutants this turn, for example. Uh, and also yeah. in 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 dark tidings, it's really good with hobnobber. You put them up to six, and then you steal two. Otherwise, oh, you would yeah. steal nothing. That's, yeah, so. that's lovely. And one actually... one one big thing that I I think. Um, is quite important is when you play against Genka decks, mm. and you feel you have the feeling already that he's you know he's waiting for having a good amount of amber. He wants to you know make his rocket sky jump. Uh, I mean, again, when I'm talking about Genka, it's general uh, Martian generosity plus a key a key abduction combo. Um, so what, what the idea here is that let's say he has five amber, and you want to give him the extra amber so he forges and goes to zero because then he his uh, Martian generosity will actually become weaker and uh, actually that good because he doesn't care that he has he don't he, the player you see doesn't care that he misses that key because he will draw so much so many cards that it doesn't matter mm. so I've, be, I've I've done this several times against Genko decks and that's actually been a crucial part of winning those matches that I have actually been able to give him the extra amber. So I think that's that's a good situation to use him, for example. Forcing your opponent to forge by giving them amber is also good against Heart of the Forest, which can just make the game stop mm. if your opponent doesn't forge. So mm. I guess Francis is a good anti-AOA card in general. <laughs> both mm. both yeah, yeah. Um, Is it bow, bow Nithing as well, where you, know, you can... Yeah, you might um, want them to... To, to go up so you can steal more when they have more keys in, in mass mutations. Could yeah, be. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Captain. That was a really good pick, in my opinion. Cool, thank you. Hydra. Yes, my next card is uh, Power of Fire. Uh, it's from <laughs> Worlds Collide Brobnar, everyone's favorite house. What and do it, you say? <laughs> and it, uh, it's an action uh, that says play. 
sacrifice a friendly creature. If you do, each player loses amber equal to half of that creature's power uh, rounding down the loss, and then you gain one chain. And this is seen by many players as a really bad card. And I can kind of understand it, because you have to sacrifice a creature, uh, the amber loss affects both you and your opponent, and you gain the chain. I mean, it's a lot of things stacked against this card. Uh, but what I think is not really appreciated is it can have really good cross-house synergies, because in Worlds Collide, you can have some really big creatures. I, my, I have a deck, the one I've talked about playing thousands of times, has uh, has uh, uh, great rock stats, and he can grow to have 12 power, 14 power, and then I can play power on fire on him to take my opponent from 2 amber, sorry, 2 keys, 6 amber, to 2 keys, 0 amber, and just wipe out a third of the progress of the game. Uh, and in, in World's Collide, you also have Saurians like... Uh, um, like Gargantodon or Primus Anguis and similar creatures that can give you really big guys. And even even a creature like, it's a juice for someone like Narp <laughs> or some of those <laughs> other Brodner giants you're not really that excited about using anyway. You can just sacrifice them to the power of fire and, and you're not planning to call Brodner soon anyway because any, any competitive Worlds Collide Depth with Brodner probably wants to archive or purge all the Brobner and never play them. So then you can at least do something with, with that Brobner and then never worry about it again. So mm. I think it's a I think it's a pretty solid card. I, I think it's mm. quite fun. And good. This this card was uh this you know the power of fire and tune up was the only combo that my reversal deck had in it at the weekend. Nice. <laughs> uh so I was very appreciative of um of the actually in reversal, not, not so much. <laughs> um, but there is actually a, co- a comment I want to make here on the fact that in like against dark tidings now, that gaining one chain isn't that big a deal anymore, because there were so many chains in dark tidings games and games that include there um, chains is, is such a bigger part that actually taking a chain isn't as big a deal as it used to be when taking one chain or taking three chains from a card, it was quite a big deal because you wouldn't necessarily do that as much before Dark Tidings came out. But now Dark Tidings is here, one chain is only a third of the cost of raising the tide if you need to um, counter something your your opponent's Dark Tidings deck is doing. Mm. So Power Fire becomes a little bit more valuable against dark tidings now i think i guess you won't give your necessarily you won't give your opponent card advantage by playing it because they're likely to be chained anyway so exactly yeah 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 yeah. um and chains are flying around so it doesn't it it, it doesn't feel as bad i think power of fire had was a bit unlucky to be part of uh, world collide (laughs) robinar yeah that's true (laughs) i think i think that card might be you know, seen in a bit different perspective. If it's, uh, for example, in uh, in Kota, Kota Brobnar or something like that. Obviously, or when Brobnar Bro- has their glorious return. Oh yes, I'm. Oh, that would be beautiful. I hope they would reprint that card. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I think that card deserves another chance. Mm. Agreed. 
But or may or maybe if if it was in the Sanctum or Sarian, other houses with a lot of big power creatures. But you know they don't like fire as no. much as Brobner does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, released? moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, my last card, uh, or it could be called as a couple, like a pair. Uh, um, they are called Inky Gloom from World Collide. It's an action. Um, it's a shadow card. It says, play. Your opponent cannot use creatures to reap on their next turn. And the other card, which is a bit similar, is in the Mass Mutation. This is a Logos card called Opposition Research Action. Uh, it has an Enhance with one damage pip, and it says, play. Enemy creatures cannot reap during your opponent's next turn. I think these cards are just magnificent. I, I love them. I'm never sad seeing one of those, or maybe even two of those. I, I think this is really good card. This is like a tempo swing card against a heavy creature board deck or, or, or creature deck that has rip effects. For example, Kota's uh, Witch of the... What is it called? Witch of the... Uh, Witch of the Eye? Yeah, Witch of the Eye. You know, just stops all kind of shenanigans. This card, I, I I love it. I'm I'm not even sad that it doesn't have a pip. No. I have I've seen decks that have a enhanced amber pip on it, and then it's really <laughs> lovely card for some reason. But even without it, I think this card is super good. Or any of these Inky Gloom or Opposition Research. Ob mm. Obviously, Opposition Research is a bit better because of the damage pip, and it's. It's in a good set, and it's in the logos. So I think it's a bit yeah. more appreciated in a mass mutation. But I would still say in in uh, there are really good world collide control decks um, that has shadows, and this card can be really devastating in the right moment. I've lost um, several games because of these cards. So I think Inky Gloom and Opposition Research are underrated. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm someone who likes to play to play decks that reap quite a bit, and this card can be quite annoying yeah. to play against. Like, especially if they have some other removal as well. So they just wait to force. I, I can't choose the house where I have creatures. I have to play creatures in another house, and then they play the gateway, and then I never got to use yeah. all my creatures. Uh, yeah, agreed. So yeah. <laughs> No, I I agree. It's a it's just one of those cards that played at the right time could be can be devastating to your opponent's game plan. I sometimes I'm a little bit apprehensive playing it myself because I always feel that if I'm if I'm stopping them from reaping, then I'm only strengthening their board, or I'm inviting them to fight me, and destroying some of the some of my creatures. But I don't think that risk is as high as allowing them to take a big, a big reap on a, on a on a big board. That's um, interesting. I'm I'm that kind of player as Jordan mentioned that I would I would choose an another house instead of playing it, just to attack mm. or kill something because those usually those cards are there. They need to stick and be alive and use their reap effects. I don't want to give even give them damage pips, so they might risk dying easier. So that's interesting the way how you mentioned it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. So I just want to say I think I think cards that stall out your opponent from from uh, from reaping also stun and exhaust. They become a lot better if you have some hard creature control as well. So you use it as a temporary stop, and then you get the big bomb later. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. That's a good synergy. But yeah, those were Inca Gloom and Opposition Research. Then, Captain, your last card. So do, do we all get to mention four cards, or is that just the... Um... That's yeah. the advantage of being the host of the episode. <laughs> he gets to make the rules. <laughs> and you know, might makes right. And you heard his mighty voice. So... <laughs> Nicely done, Jonas, with the Brobnar theming there. Nicely done. Okay, my my third card is a bit of a hit and miss card. Um, is uh, Gambling Den, and this is an artifact in Shadows with one amber pip. Uh, it's a location, and it reads: At the start of each player's turn, that player may choose a house. If they do, reveal the top card of their deck. If it is of the named house, they gain two amber. Otherwise, they lose to Ember. And I I quite like this card, basically because I have won more games than lost because of this card. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, this has been uh, the difference for me, especially if I can get out on the board late. And if I can, if I'm that close to the end of my deck that I know that there is a higher chance of a certain house being there. Um, I also like it because even if, if I gain or lose, okay, if I, if I, if I lose, I will never, I'll never go for this. If I'm on check, of course, you know, that would just be stupid. If it gives me a chance of um, forging, because it's another, it's like the, um, is it the, your first card? Forum uh, of giants. Forum of giants. It's at the start of each player's turn. This is before the key forging. So it could be the difference between forging or not. So I'll always give it a go, even even if I can get out early. Now, the other advantage here is that you're revealing the top card of your deck. So you're getting a peek at what's next. And so if you've got another effect coming up that allows you to, you know, to to either draw or archive, I'm thinking of... um, uh, that logos, that logos action card. Uh, wild um, wormhole, maybe. It, what, 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 one wild wormhole is one, and there's another one which allows you to either archive the top two cards of your ah, deck or eclectic inquiry playing it. Oh, 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 yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so you, you know if it's worth playing it or archiving it. So it helps you with those those, those decisions as well. So it's got a little bit of an extra effect there too as well as that initial thing but just the ability to it's almost a key cheat in that way if you're if you're if you've got four ember and it's you know you've got the chance of hopefully doing it i'd rather take the gamble and try and get to six and forge and then possibly having to go back down to two and regenerating somewhere but i'd rather take that one Hmm. yeah so that's that's my third gambling den i love it especially if you can manipulate your own deck um, obviously this deck also creates really interesting situations where you think the game differently you kind of have like okay I have six cards if I play three then I will suddenly reshuffle but if I play only one I will have one left or something like that 
that's kind of fascinating how it you know creates the whole mm. uh, new type of way of playing the game so i have i have had also great success with uh, with with the gambling den and mm. it's a lot of fun to see how people are different <laughs> mm. some they just go for it straight away all the time 33% no problem <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean approximately well, anyway you get the idea super fun to see how people react when you play it early or so on and so i think one reason maybe it's not so popular is that it gives your opponent a chance to use it but on the other hand yeah. if your opponent gains so if your opponent has zero amber they can use this risk free but this card is in shadows so you know you might have steel anyway so you're happy to see your opponent go from zero to two amber because that might make your steel it's the it's the francis effect again uh so yeah. that's another aspect of it that makes it interesting yeah i mean the perfect time to play this card is after your opponent has cycled their deck yeah, um if 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 they're going a, a lot quicker than you are once they've cycled you can get this out and then you can take the advantage of that um more than they can and you've got more chance of pulling the right cards hmm. loving loving again the gabbling den it, it looks beautiful the art it's just yeah. amazing hey thanks captain gabbling den then uh hydra okay card. well i have to go out with the ultimate hot take so for my last underrated card i'm going to say um angry mob oh what did you say what, what <laughs> did you say so this is a card usually it's in sanctum mass mutations and usually uh you don't get one of them you get usually between three or five four i think is the most common uh, i'm out of here <laughs> and uh <laughs> burn him and this card has before a fight you may discard cards from the top of your deck until you discard an angry mob or run out of cards if you discard an angry mob this way put it into your hand um, and uh, i think uh, people dislike these cards and they make an argument in two parts they say discarding cards from the top of top of your deck is bad it's a high risk and the benefit you get is not worth the risk uh, but i'm think actually the effect is not bad it's quite good uh this getting another angry mob into your hand and the reason is especially especially in the early game um in the early game you are sort of torn between using your board that you already already have creatures and playing more cards and this is a card that allows you to go into Sanctum where you have creatures already out on the board and still get more cards out onto the board. So it allows you mm -hmm. to uh, control your opponent's board and set up uh, your own board, escalate your own game plan. Uh, and that's actually quite valuable. Uh, and sure, your opponent can get rid of the creatures you get out this way with board control, but then they waste the board control on your Sanctum stuff and then you have chosen sanctum a lot of turns and then you have a good uh, hand in another house and then you put out your daughters and your opponent wasted their their uh, their poison wave on your angry mobs uh, so i think the effect i mean it's not super good but it's it's not bad it's quite good and then this thing about uh, about discarding cards people dislike it because they say it's a risk you may discard a card that i really like i may discard the best card in my deck and then i don't get to play it uh, and i will say on average 
angry mob will not make you play your best card in your deck less often at all because there is a small let's say you discard five cards you have 25 cards in your deck you discard five cards there's a 20% card that your best card in your deck is in the cards discarded by angry mob and then obviously you delay you delay the time until you can play it by quite a lot but there is a much higher chance, 80% chance, that you just discarded five cards that are not the best cards of your deck and you get closer to that card. And these probabilities, they kind of cancel each other out. So in the end, it's it's not really, it doesn't really prevent you from playing your best card. Um, and then again, furthermore, some cards really like having a lot of cards in the discard pile because they have a lot of recursion and they can use the discard pile as an archive and just pull out the card they want. So... So I think the effect itself, getting a building a board in the other game, it's good. You have four or five of them, so you're likely to have them early on when they are the best. And uh, and the risk is, I don't think there is a downside at all discarding cards from the top of your deck. So I think no. don't dismiss a deck just because it has Angry Mob. Okay, maybe there's an opportunity cost. It could have been an even better card, but... Sanctum in mass mutations is not really the hottest house anyway. So I don't think the opportunity mm. cost argument is that good either. So so yeah, I think I think uh, give them a chance. Uh, if you play against them or play with them, I think you might be surprised if you lean into this ability that it can be it can be quite helpful. I really like your argument there, uh, Hydro. Um, and I'm just I'm just thinking this is mass mutations. I'm just thinking of this card in a deck with multiple resurgence, for example. Mm. Um, you know, other ways to you know to, to 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 bring cards out of your discard pile, and so there's a lot of value here, especially if you've got three, four or five, if you if 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 you've got more there, and then you've got a lot of strength out on the board. Yeah, mass mutation is probably the set with the most recursion so far. I think you have you have uh, resurgence, like you mentioned. You have uh, green reminder. Steering. Stirring, grave. Yeah, stirring grave, you have look what I found, you have lots of cards doing that actually. So yeah, that's a good point. Mm. What do you mean by recursion just for those who... Oh, re- oh, right. Recursion, recursion is sort of the uh, the word used by uh, SAS and other places for effects that allow you to reuse cards that are in your discard pile. So either yeah. Yeah, get them back into your hand or into your archive or somehow uh, get them back into play. Cool. Now, nicely explained. I just I noticed it's one of those uh, is one of the uh, SAS rating um, qualifiers which um, aren't as obvious uh, for those people new to the game. So that's really well explained. Thank you. Um, I I I like Angry Mob. I have several decks that I had really fun time to play with Angry Mob, and uh, <laughs> usually I had this idea that oh yeah, I like Angry Mob because. Uh, I will uh, filter through my get deck so fast that when Infernoses will come in play, there's nothing to take away from my deck. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying it's the best card in the world, but I see some people be so down on the card and say, the card, this deck is ruined because it has four angry mobs, and I really don't think it's like that. You should give them no, a I chance. Think, yeah. mm. I, I agree, I agree. I've just been, I just did a quick search because I don't remember that I think I've ever played angry mob, and I only have one deck with angry mob in and i've never played it before and it's only got two of them in and so it makes it makes me wonder okay is two enough for it to be for it to be valuable for those arguments that you, that you have um two is a bit sad 
Uh, are you mm. sure? Um, if you have a lot of recursion, it might still be worth it because then yeah. you put a lot of stuff into your discard pile that you can pull back. If not, I think two is probably not great. Maybe not enough. I do have triple opposition research though, so Linus, you're welcome to uh, purchase <laughs> this one from me. <laughs> it has all of the underrated uh, cards, maybe almost. <laughs> Maverick, uh, Maverick, uh, Inky Gloom in addition. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Otherwise, I think that would have been an easy sell. Maverick Legacy Power of Fire. Hydra, really interesting picks. Thank you for for your for your cards. I really really good cards, all of us. Um, that was actually the main sec- section for, or the main topic for today. I hope you had uh, a really interesting time to listen to our opinions. And uh, I mean, if you are disagreeing with us, you know, let us hear. It's it's always interesting to discuss about keyboards and uh, see wh- how people think differently about the game and cards. Um, then I think it's time for Jonas uh, or Hydra. Mm-hmm to talk about uh... so especially if there's a few of you that are really angry about our decisions um... <laughs> get out those pitchforks <laughs> yeah you're very welcome to come knocking on our doors <laughs> so so our next segment is a league update yes so we have some news from the league uh, the next season season 13 it will begin in late August and if you want to join the deadline for saying I want to join is 18th of July, which is next week. Um, and we're opening the league up for people outside the Nordic countries. But keep in mind, uh, we are all Central European time. So it's good if you're in a time zone close to that to make it easy to book a game in every week. Uh, but that's a big thing. Deadline for signing up is 18th of July. 18th of July is also the deadline for voting uh, for what will be the format of the cup, which you can do on the uh, on the website for the Nordic Keyforge League, which is nkfl.online. Is that right? Yes, nkfl.online. So that was all that we got today. Captain, you want to sign, up for, sign us off? Not a problem. I uh, hope you have all enjoyed our uh, more casual episode today, talking about some of our um, favourites, uh, unappreciated cards out there in the world of Keyforge. Um, we hope you have appreciated them as much as we have as well, and maybe even given you a new light on um, a new way of thinking about those cards. If you have enjoyed our podcast, then uh, please subscribe or and, and follow us on the channels. Follow us individually. Uh, I am Runners to Win on Twitter and the Captain on most other, uh, the Captain Twenty Six on most other things. Uh, Linus is Mister K Pop and uh, Jonas is Hydrophilic Attack. Um, you can also find us on NKFL dot online as our website but until next week we all say goodbye that's goodbye for me as the captain goodbye as me as the mr K- mr k-pop and bye from hydrophilic attack and from all of us we say for john and prosper see ya bye, <laughs> bye.